This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Tom and Warren on Joy. You might remember them from their massive hits like Trust Me, Do You Want to Be and Love Don't Only Live Here Anymore. Like you will remember. I remember <laughs> them. I wasn't there. <laughs> I yeah. can't believe it's been 30 years since we heard from the band. I'm talking, well, the band is about to play their first shows in more than three decades. Kate Sobrano and Zan Abiratni, good morning. Good morning. We've, yes, we've been cryogenically sealed and released back into the world. Can I just say, though, we just started rehearsals this last week and it is... It's a fresh sound. Oh, good. Oh, it's amazing what Is 30 it? years can do. Like you can go uh, into a space after 30 years and, and really regret certain things you'd, do, you'd done sonically. But because um, I'm talking we're at the height of digital and sampling and looping and they were really trying to do something really distinctly different and it's still so distinctly different. I reckon it holds uh, – I don't know. I think people are going to be really surprised how how full, how funky it is! And so, because we were dancing around the studio before listening to your tracks. Oh, it's cute as custard, isn't it? I mean, amazing! It just sounds so refreshing for us, even after all this time. And yeah. we were, when we went into rehearsal, we couldn't believe. Yeah. Like we were, oh my god, it just sounds fresh even now. Oh, it's to us, it did anyway. I mean, we, I'm we, still going to argue about biased. thirty years because you girls are not looking a day over oh, nineteen. Well, I mean, <laughs> look at you, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> black don't black and beige don't beige. That's what Marsha says. You were frozen. We were frozen. We've been on. Nice. Yeah. Um, and well, yeah. you're in half of Melbourne. I yeah. mean, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and, and it's amazing what it does. You're a half a ton of mackerel dupe. I want to. Put, so I went through my record collection and I bought the original. What? Oh my God! Look at you. Haven't aged a day. Yeah. But you know what? I was. I remember this day buying this album, and it was what they saying that you were like fifth. Dean, yeah. when you're audition, and here I was, you know, well, I'm looking for Dick down the back of Oxford Street, yeah, yeah. and you're out there <laughs> ruling the world. And I, I remember thinking, you lazy shit, get up and do something with your life. You know? Actually, I think we, I think I saved a few of your friends actually down the back end of that. No, truly, I, I remember one time in a Chirago, we drove past, and and something was happening, and a young boy was um, being attacked, and we oh. just drove past with the door open and pulled him into the Chirago, wow. and sped off and saved this young boy. Um, these were the days back when it was it was a much I mean I, I don't yeah. know I wonder if it's still the same but back then it was like a hairy scary canary kind of Australian at its most feral worst so you were known for performing live you had Charles and Di um, on the Rock and the Royals concert in Melbourne I think that was with In Excess Oz for Africa concert as part of the Live Aid this seems so long ago now and the Australian Made concert in 87 with In Excess the Models and the Divinals how did this success feel being so young at the time well i guess when the band started you you were just doing your thing and then before you know it you're getting asked to do these shows so it just feels like a natural progression when you're on that roll if you like mm. so we were a bit smug about it actually. <laughs> <laughs> well we'd gone from i, I think um zan shireen and i had been in a, a melbourne band grand wazoo when we were teenagers mm. Um, and, and it was sort of a bit of a shoe in. We were just doing so many gigs so often mm. that to anyone watching, you, you, were, you were there, you were picker's choice. It was like, grab those girls, put them in a band. Yeah. Big Pig came about. Oh, I remember that one. 
It's a hungry <laughs> tentacle <laughs> people. <laughs> and that was your sister. Yeah, that's, yes, what, that's my actual twin. Oh, your actual twin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. But just to follow on, so basically it just kind of was something that just happened and we just went with the flow. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just – We enjoy it. You enjoy it, of yeah. course. You know. yeah. Yeah. We were, we, and we were one of the only dance bands in the country. There wasn't much going around, was because then it was, was all nothing. rock. There, oh, there was nothing. It was Barnsley yeah. There weren't even DJs. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, we were not – there were not even – like you could go to a gay club but you couldn't go to any ordinary club. They would only – they would only be playing Australian Oz rock. Yeah. As a rule, you know. Um, so when we um, were lifted out of vinyl and into a live setting, it was kind of arduous for the band. I mean, um, we kind of wore out our drummer. He was he, – <laughs> truly, he was like trying to – Play and we would the first one to be playing with sinks like um, in excess maybe later but right. Cameron his fingers would be bleeding in an effort to just keep up with keep the, up. the volume and the and the, and the weight of live music yeah because now it'd all be fake well not fake but computers wouldn't it like yeah, I mean that, that's yeah. I mean that's, oh, that's, that's, there's there no. were just when it also yeah. nobody I mean he was playing with an in ear that wasn't like these days technologies increase you have monitors you have mm. um, you've got like special audio earphones that you can hear a click track playing and and it all just makes it seem so much easier you can make it look easier but it was like hard grift back then it was like sweat and but and, and you did stand out as sort of like a, a funky band at the yeah, time i remember punk, hearing punk on the radio outfits when are we going to go there? <laughs> what, the, 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 <laughs> what about the futuristic sailor suit from trust me uh, yeah but you don't understand melbourne hosts some of the most original oh, Fashionistas and f- started from the eighties. Martin Grant, Christopher Graff. Yeah. Mm. Okay, have you ever seen his scarves? And these days, he, that's pretty much. So what he, he made does. the outfit I he, wore in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. okay. The stars. Oh, the stars with the tassels. Yeah. I want to know where we. Uh, I want that. Still. I still have I was, it. I, I still have it. Yes. yes. Well, can I borrow? Because I'm looking for something for the Kylie concert next oh, week, wow. and it is golden, and I like the tassels. Can, if you don't mind borrowing it. I, yeah. <laughs> and then one of your film clips, you had like a Spanish dress yeah, on, and you were spinning around. That's right. The film Oh, lead the way. Lead the way. That's I know. So we're going into fashion. I was looking at the film clip and you were on there, trust me, and you had the lovely lapel. Oh, yeah, Christopher Graff. Okay, so similar. He was like, to me, it's like, do you remember watching Blade Runner for the first time? When I saw the styling in Blade Runner, Christopher Graff was doing that 40s sharp suit, the big, um, you know, mummy dearest kind of vibe. Oh, yes. And I really related to that. I loved that cinematic thing. So we would go and follow up with these artists and they would style for us. You know, outfits. Well, I loved it. And look, you're right. on the roof and you were spinning around. I thought any minute now we're going to have like a Sally Fields moment. Yeah. I thought they were going to be like wings and take you off, you know. Like. Wouldn't that have been unreal? Or, or, or just explode. That would have been fun. So everyone, get out there on YouTube and check it have out. Have a look it's at it. It's fantastic. Yeah. The fashion. God, we looked horrible. But oh, yeah. I, I thought I looked lovely. I just get around. It'd be amazing. You go down the street today and that's everything that everyone's wearing Correct. out there Exactly. Now. I know. And we haven't changed the size in, in all those years. <laughs> I can still fit right into it now too. <laughs> when you look back at your time with I'm talking, and Kate, you were 15, as we mentioned earlier, when you auditioned. What impact did it have on the rest of your life after the band had disbanded? Well, for me, I, I mean, I waffled around for a bit and then I took off to New York. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I found the experience in New York very sort of satisfying because the standard of musicianship there is very, very high. So it gave me an opportunity to go back and I studied singing and, and I actually tried to get better as a vocalist. You, know, you can never get good enough. I think there's always something to learn. So I did, did a lot of that in New York. And yeah, I just had a fun time there. I had my own band there and things but like that. But also, yeah. Zan, you've also gone to London and um, mm-hmm. you went and hooked in with this incredible community of musicians and married a great bass player from a very famous band from London. You and know, you had a single? And, and, yeah, yeah, I had, I had I mean, a few could, different yeah. I did a few different things. I signed with Amber Records, which was out of Germany, things like that, and toured, what, toured around Germany. Was there a 
rumour there was one moment that you guys were going to end up under the Stockgate and Waterman no, like, I, well, stable? Was that a rumour or was I that... Think, I think, I do think um, it, it was all very tricky and... Um, I think mainly Stockache and Waterman have always been a valuable asset to any artist because, let's face it, you you got touched by the sort of Stockache and Waterman wand and, and well, that was it. Dead or Alive, oh, I yeah. mean, Banana it, Rama, forget Kylie. About it. I mean, we just, we just keep going. Yeah, they actually yeah. did a remix But you were a big band, so we, could they have taken on such that, a – like a seven-member seven band? That's kind of – there's a little yeah. bit of a thing with mm. us because when we got signed to London Records, that was – a big thing we, that they took us all across across there to tour and everything like that. And yeah. I don't think it's easy for a record company to get their heads around marketing a big band like that, yeah. to be honest. I truly yeah. think that we were, you know, this far away from actually being Mel and Kim because they wanted to extract us. They wanted to extract us from the band and, and it was a sort of a defiant thing that we'd sort of said, no, we won't be doing that because, you know, we're part of an ensemble, which you'd think years later you do sort of go, oh, my God, can you imagine if, you know. What, what would have happened? Yeah. Like, what could have happened? Yeah. But, but we, we might have actually happened here. and fizzled out too fast and never been who we've become. So It's the unknown. The yes. unknown. No regrets. <laughs> so your first single, Trust Me, reached number 10 in 1984 and then you had two top 30 hits the next year with Lead the Way, Love Don't Live Here Anymore. What a great one. Then in 1986 you had a top 10 hits of do you want to be and holy word yeah. we love it we've been singing that all day <laughs> so, so look you guys were on you were leading the world I, I'm going to say yeah. Yeah, you, mm. what, oh mate I mean, we what had, happened we had bidding wars here we had people flying in from New York we had people flying in from London I think the expense and the kind of just the sort of uh, the aspects that we all had to engage with agreements together mutually oh okay yeah. right quite easy these days now if you get a singular DJ and you're promoting him and her or, yeah. and he goes like say David Getter goes and gets a variety of other artists has them featuring on their tracks quite a different scene yeah we were the first original dance band, come from a, a very experimental funk punk culture and very Melvin. Yep. And mm. we couldn't have been bought apart for love or money. You couldn't have paid. We, we oh, weren't no. being paid. <laughs> I don't think we, we were doing it for we, love. We were doing it for love. <laughs> so Love Don't Live Here Anymore it was originally recorded by Rose Royce, I think, 1978. Mm. And you hear covers being made. They're never quite replaced the original. But for many of us, this is the exception. It's the first oh. version of that song that we've heard. And, you know, it's, it's lasted that long How, you wrote most of your music didn't you so yeah. this was the one exception How did, did you expect the cover well, to do so well well Kate did a fantastic job on that obviously but um, Zan and I can I just say from when I look at us uh, back then and I even see us today uh, we're passionate people like singing live um, we put everything into it and we would sweat each and every night there was never any ounce of us that was withheld or held back but and whether you've been on stage yeah. or whether you, you always do you, we always, you always, always do. do it's like yeah. it's a full on chest yeah. to the wall like come here you know like this is it this is happening in this time um I think what it was with Love Don't Live Here Anymore for the first of Australian audiences was to hear the sound of Studio 54, that sort of when you were lost in a moment, right, and you're lost in that moment yet you're in a live band. These singers are looking at, you know, you've got colour on stage which, let's face it, Mm -hmm. 30 years ago still colour was quite marginalised. It was we were women of colour and we're only half Mm colour, right, and we were hot and sweaty in commitment. You know, it was commitment 100%. Well, we, I mean, the live scene then, it was, as you say, very rock orientated. And we came up with this dance act that then had to translate in a live situation. And because we grew up in that era, you were expected to be able to cut it live. It wasn't like you could just 
go and wing it somewhere. No. And, mm. and so we grew up in that scene. So it was very much part of who we I remember we were, sneaking you know? into the Tivoli in Sydney. Oh, God, that was a great gig. <laughs> do, do you remember? I, do, I, I remember do. sneaking into the Tivoli. I, I was underage and that was the days where we used to have to go up and down with the paper or licence so we could all get in. <laughs> like, but that's what, I was a Sydney boy. Sorry, I only came oh, to wow. Melbourne like 15 years ago. Do you know yeah. what? Um, but Sydney was a great space for us because we did the last of what was uh, the Paddington Town Hall News. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, that was... And remember those times? They, they were like wild because yeah. they were, you know, un- they were off the tap. They, there was nobody, no security, there was nothing. went forever and it went, you know, a long party. Because never- no one came near us in no. those days. It, no, we, they didn't. We were in this bubble and we lived yeah. in this bubble. But we look, we're here to talk about this wonderful album. <laughs> yes. So your one oh, and yeah. only studio album in 1987 was Bear Winners and it's just been remastered and reissued. So what's prompt this? Rob Goodge, the guitarist, basically um, okay. managed to get a hold of the original master tapes and he basically constructed the new situation here, which is remastered and some bonus tracks. Maybe I'll have to get it then because, you know, I'm still really... Yeah, definitely. I still get, like, Billy Holiday albums I'm out and it, play yeah. it. And, and, and it's when I hear that crackle and the I'm with sound. And, I often like, don't I like the remastered albums, I know, but... It, it, and I get so purist. Yeah, I'm and, with and then you. I hear things and I see things. I go, all right, Thomas, accept change. Oh. But I get so like, do you know what you love? This is the album, and I'll never love anything else. Thomas, do you know, like, Thomas, do you know what you love about this? Okay, so this is like the electronic sounds on crack. So, oh. uh, so instead of them being like you know monodynamic, yeah. it's gone and it's just expanded and will, will you know it's but let's not forget the bonus tracks and <laughs> yeah, I was going to say <laughs> oh look at you she's going to throw in a kitchen knife soon. <laughs> get in here was, was it hard finding the original tapes Are they, were they in good condition or had they gone Rob, missing Rob that's, that's, that's a conversation um, you should bring him in here one day to talk about it because he's, right. he's like he's and I say this with love in my heart but he's like the he is the computer geek he, he just right. he's he's a profoundly um you know, the technophobe. Yeah, and he, and he really – well, and actually when we were in the studio, we were the first album in the country to be being assessed for the digital recording. Uh, it was going and sent, being sent back to England that on the um, – like how is the desk working, what things need to be changed, oh. uh, are you f- discovering any, any problems that we need to kind of flag with the rec- – like these were these were things that were just being made at the time wow. and with and for us. It was pretty – And your kids. Well, I was just a brainless plop. But they um, – <laughs> in fact, Holy Word was one of the greatest songs of the – band in my opinion and you do it beautifully but um rob said to me the other day, yeah well we gave it to her because you didn't show up <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 you I mean, were naughty you were at party <laughs> i mean we've talked about here you joined at the hip and look at you two there <laughs> you're loving together and it's all loving but there had to be some rivalry i mean let's be honest you must have got the hairspray and screw it in her face a little bit <laughs> hoping that it'll get on the vocal cord so the bitch wasn't gonna get <laughs> on singing pull the lead out of the mic yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what She's always been the nicest, most gentle, you know, you've never, ever been in any way. um, I'd say if I was going to take full responsibility, I was the most ambitious. I was the aggressor. I I wasn't so comfortable about sharing. I didn't want to be chic. I didn't want to be chic. Right. Never said out. with that. No, I was. I wanted to be Donna Summer and, you know, there was no no one sharing the stage or the mic with her, you know. (laughs) However, because of her grace and her character it makes something like this possible where after 30 years correct isn't she nice that is lovely (laughs) Uh, and you can see the love I mean it's lovely welcome to joy but but now let's get let's get to the good question the one everyone out here in the country wants me to ask do we get in another album? Are we getting look, or well, even another single? Are, are we know you're going out on tour with, yeah. with other people, That'd but are we so going to get? I'm talking only tour. Are we going to have a 
new album, a new song. Well, basically, we've just, as you know, relaunched the album, album and we're yeah. just about to embark on a few dates. And I think we're just taking it a step at a time, playing it by ear. And I think that the natural progression could lead to that. So yeah, you're not ruling it out. No, no, I reckon that to yeah. a new generation anyway, yeah. it's all new because it's Correct. original. Yeah. So unlike bands today releasing, uh, you know, 10 covers done in their style, this will feel new to everyone who didn't know who we were. My daughter didn't. That wasn't available. My husband never saw me in this band. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, he had the cast single uh, and thought we were... Like, I had the cast single. Yeah, yes, you the cast single I'm talking. Yeah, so, I mean, for Yeah, because a while. you can't carry records. They're too big for you. <laughs> you, you. You need little things like that. He's little. Oh, yeah. so oh, a little I'm big and tall oh. and I can carry you. Oh, you need the little cast single. Oh, cast single. Oh, my God. <laughs> so there's, we're not ruling it out. Oh, I reckon no. it's like, well... I I don't know if Rob, um, if everyone knows this about Rob, but Rob is the guy who did the treaty mix and brought that to the fore. You know, and and so culturally, he not only gave that a lot of energy, but he also gave it a sound. He, he's, I wouldn't be surprised if he surprises us and says, "Look, I, I've got this, this other one. interesting sort of song. Yeah. You might be, you know." I mean, what a great song! Exactly. Yeah. The band will be performing for the first time in over thirty years with Brian Ferry yeah. as part of the twenty nineteen season of A Day on the Green. How awesome! Remember Avalon and yes. more than Love this. Is a and, drug. Oh, but Love also is a the drug. models guy. Oh, the models. Yeah, and you guys used to back for them. We sometime. did. Yeah, out of mind, out of sight. So you're going to be Barbados. jumping from ones like. <laughs> one group to the other, or they'd be throwing you out the back for models. To, well, yeah. well, it did cross my mind. <laughs> I did hop up with them recently, actually, um, yeah. and Sean would probably just yeah. love that. And Ed, what a great tribute to James as well. Oh, yeah, of course. And who's the other band? I, I never got into them. I didn't even know they were real. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Died pretty. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very... Uh, and I'm going through going, yeah. oh, my God, they were there. So, yeah. so that just shows you I was not in that scene at all. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like models, I must have seen you guys. Mm. Can I just say, though, back then, though, there was no scene. Everyone, it was music was to whomever mm. they were into. Like, today we're defined by who we like, which I think is kind of very savage and sort of limiting. Okay, you're right. Mm. Yeah. You know, but, but in the 80s, you could love everyone from... Well, Joy Division. Joy Division, exactly. You. And that's what you exactly. know, Pet Shop, Joy's yeah, Joy Division. Exactly. Then, then I wanted yeah. the models and I was yeah. into Australian I felt know, that pop, made for you know, a very yeah. complex personality and, and one that I reckon was freer to roam. Yeah. Then I think sometimes we're down narrow lanes now. You know. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. And now it's just the music is just so mm. but, know, so auto tuned. Oh, what a noise! That's but, great. But, <laughs> but what? I just every time he's going to pick up. <clears throat> Kylie's got a new album out, sweetheart. We're we're doing all right. But she's today. Do, do you know what? Can I just say this though? And reverse. She's just made an extraordinary like division away from her pop culture. Oh, mm. country. To, uh, well, yeah. And yeah. so, but because she and I will put it to this is that she is of a. Melbourne girl based in the 80s and allows herself the opportunity to do that. So that's a freedom she has, I think, because she was raised here. During that time. And you're right, because she was out seeing the same band as we were at the same time. We were listening to the same music. Heart was open. Mm. I'm so excited. Look, to have you guys here has just been a dream come true. (laughs) It really has. It's just... Ah, yeah. <laughs> I've been running around like a girl all day, haven't he's I? He's going to break out in song in a minute. Do you, do you know what? I usually do, but I'm really bad at singing. <laughs> I'm really bad. If you want to catch I'm Talking for the first time in over 30 years, you can catch them along with Brian Ferry from Roxy Music at A Day on the Green, Saturday, February 23. It's at Rockford Wines in the Yarra Valley. Tickets are on sale now. You can head to ticketmaster.com.au. Also, the totally remastered I'm Talking album, Bear Witness, is available for download now. Kate Sobrano and Zan Abiratney Thanks so much for coming on to breakfast this morning at Joy. Thank you. Thank you. So in 1990, I, I had a baby. 
I had three children, so I have three lovely kids, oh. and I was 23 and a single parent, and I had to raise them on my own. But that's not another story. And I, my wow. baby was born in 12th of January 1990, and as a gay boy living there that was trapped into marriage, but anyway, no, I'm sorry. I'm sitting there, and this baby was sitting in my, and I never held a baby. And mm. your song, Brave, was playing oh. in the nurse's station. Now, I'm not going to cry again, because I actually cried. Do you know, there's moments and there's songs, and I going to say that those words in that song touched me and it still makes me tingle and I knew that my life had changed and that I had to be brave if I was going to bring up. Now I'm going to say my daughter's 30 and she's now a medical scientist. She's a doctor. They're gorgeous. Mm. My youngest daughter's 26 and she's dropped her gorgeous living environment. But I, I did a very good job as a parent. I want to say thank you. And that song oh my touched me and it's just what, you know, the baby gets and the nurse's station was playing and... and yeah, I'm a white wagon. That's I'm a Can big I just stalk. say, well, listen, I, I, I feel like um, in this life, one of the greatest gifts I've ever been offered is to be the soundtrack to people's very special experiences, Correct. and that was one of them. I mean, you know, many young boys come out to bedroomize too. I might just tell you. And uh, <laughs> have you but, met my husband? He has the bluest eyes. <laughs> oh, really? He's gorgeous. There yeah. you go. But but nothing finer to me than um, see. I think brave. Even as a young girl, um, there was a lot about my life that I was uncertain about, and I speak. I spoke, I think, for a lot of people, and continue. When it, every single day you have to get up, you got to um, yeah. dust yourself off and kind of make yourself a bigger, better person than you think you are. Well, and in this world in Melbourne, I mean, you unfortunately, to, look at you, what happened. You come here. straight through the front, and I know. we we've got to see what. And we do have to be brave. You've got to be brave. Yeah. But, oh, my God, I'm so happy to be part of your life that way. No, thank you. Amazing. Yeah. Wake up with Tom and Warren. Thursdays for breakfast on Joy. Tune in to 94.9 in Melbourne. Stream live at joy.org.au or download the Joy app. Available via podcast at joy.org.au on iTunes or your favourite podcasting platform. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them. Thanks for listening to another Joy Podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.